0: Would you like to hear, uh, my favorite phrase, uh, in Australian? Go on. <laughs> right, here we go. Here's in my best Australian accent. Would you like to see my vagina?
1: Hello and welcome to the Movie Chef podcast where we make a meal out of movies for your indulgence. Every week I'm joined by a man who gives grace, (laughs) panache, delicacy and subtlety a run because when he's not handing in the votes for the Latvian jury in the 2017 Eurovision Song Contest, he's sat in his garage in his coat. It's Cormac, how are you doing
0: mate? (laughs) <laughs> Perfectly fine. I, I would should have really, really learned how to say hello in Latvian. Like that would have, oh. that would have been really good. There's your homework. for next time. Okay. Alright.
1: Hi, how are you? I'm not so bad. How are you, mate?
0: I am living the dream, Paul. Living the dream. Rachel told Hi. me this week that I, I was too fat to bounce on the kid's trampoline, so. Okay. Is yeah. it, is it, is, did she say that
1: after the trampoline broke, or just beforehand, or at what point? No.
0: I, I, I wanted to go on the trampoline, and Rachel said, "Don't go on that trampoline, Cormac. You're too fat." That's, that's not exactly what she said. That's not exactly what she said. She said a part of the trampoline broke off, and she said that it would be a health and safety nightmare if I got onto the trampoline.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's just what your BMI index is. It goes normal. Obese. Super obese.
0: Don't get on that <laughs> fucking trampoline. What the fuck are you trying to say that I'm two times over obese? I'm not that far away. You're a big you're a big lad. You're a big
1: unit. Thanks. Oh god, you've seen the face now. Right. Uh what have you heard the news today? Oh boy. Um yeah. Um Warner Brothers The, the, Sn- the, the Snyder cut? The Snyder Cut has been released, or it's going to be released, or it probably will be released in some form next year, 2021. I've just got off a a three-and-a-half-hour-long watch-along of Man of Steel with Zack Snyder.
0: You you actually listened to the commentary of this?
1: Yeah, yeah, I did a full commentary of the film. And then afterwards, there were sort of like ten people from all around the world. Uh, all emblazoned with like Justice League t-shirts and Superman t-shirts, you know, super fans and stuff.
0: <laughs> and I said, th- th- and I said, yeah,
1: pretty much it was like, everyone's like, have you got a question? And one of, one of the lads there from America is like, yeah, man, uh, why, why did you choose, why blue, yellow, blue, yellow and red for the suit? <laughs> I just wanted to go, yeah, because that's what they decided on 75 years ago. Why would Zack Snyder change it? And then there were other questions about what's going to be happening in the future with Supergirl or whatever. And then one last just came out and said, it. <laughs> we're getting this. And then they've announced it. So HBO, HBO Max are going to have it next year. Um, apparently it's about six hours long or four <laughs> sorry four hours long with the possibility of chopping it into six episodes like The Mandalorian. Um, there are Hollywood reporters saying it's let's. going to take 20 million at least to finish the effects, which says in a full film that sat there, I, I was a pessimist at first, I'll be totally honest, I was saying to people, no, it's bollocks, just forget about it, move on. And as you see more and more storyboards and more and more sort of trailers that have got the footage that wasn't in the theatrical release, it's looking more and more likely there's more of a, of a film there than just nothing. You know, he's, he's got something to work on, but it's not a full film. Have you, have you seen any of the trailers for
0: this? Right, right. This is where I go back to. So the main issue with this is that people have already seen Zack Snyder's cut. Now, obviously there was no sound editing, there was no effects, there was no this, there was no that. And a lot of people, <clears throat> excuse me, who either watched it or heard about it have basically said that it was three hours of fucking nonsense. Now, as you say there, if they have six hours of this, what, when did it come out? 2016, 2017? 2017, yeah. Right, 2017. 2017. yeah. Okay, so this is now... What did you say to me? earlier on next year? Next year HBO Max. Next year is probably going to be next summer. Okay, I can't. So see. he's
1: got depends how quickly they work on it, but this is to try and entice people to sign
0: up for HBO Max. Um, well, and the, that, the same... that and that and th- this is a double chance for them to recoup the fucking money that they thought they were going to make on on it yeah. the first time around. Yeah, you know, and when you th- when you're releasing and this.
1: Did, don't get me wrong, the only reason this is happening is because of streaming platforms. And people are saying uh-huh. it's because fa- there's a lot of things that go into how this has come about. And it's, I do find it quite interesting. But you've got the fan push, the hashtag release the Snyder Cup. They had everything from planes with uh, slogans on the back flying over Comic-Con. Um, <clears throat> they had banners at the side of a FA Cup football game. Uh, release the Snyder, but there's been all sorts of Times Square banners. Um, so their voice has obviously got this to a point where they're discovering it, but there's no way this would have been released if it were going back into a cinema. Not a chance. They'd have had to, it'd have had to take, you know, a hundred million at the cinema. And I, I just don't think it would have done it. So having a streaming platform to release it on is a good thing. Because it's given them that chance to do it. All of that money that people sign up for, and all the, you don't have to split it with theaters. You don't have to split it with distributors. It just goes straight in their pocket, so they've got more chance of making twenty, thirty million on this. Do you want to watch it? Would you want? Are oh, you bothered? It,
0: yeah. Well, you know what? It, it it raises an interesting question as well because I think we spoke about this a while ago. Because you know, I think my favorite thing to say whenever we're talking about movies is, could they have remade it better? Um, you know, and my obviously this is going in well in the point break you know does it make does it make sense to remake a good movie or to remake a bad movie and of course it makes more sense to remake a bad movie to try and see if you can turn it good you know but but my point is now that he's got as you say six six hours of footage and he's got four he's had three years so he's got another year to fucking to make it coherent you know let's be honest if I had six fucking hours of movie and four years, I, I could potentially <laughs> figure out how to make a good movie as well. You know, the ingredients the are already there.
1: I, the thing I've read here is that they're saying it could, it's, I can't remember the exact number, 216, I think, and Snyder, I think it's 216, I'm going to think if it isn't, but it, there's this number, two, 216 minutes apparently is the the runtime of his cut. So you're talking four hours, right? Um, so it's either a four-hour movie, that's going to be more four hours. hours or well, just short four hours or it's going to be six half an hour episodes and he needs to get Gal Gadot, Ben Affleck. Getting Ben Affleck back is going to be. a, a I don't know whether he will or not, but um, get Cavill back and they need to do more. He, apparently, Snyder, when he presented this to them in February, uh, the Warner, the Warner executives came to him and HBO Max came to him and said, show us what you got. And he showed him and he pitched him ideas about how he could make this into, you know, climaxes and cliffhangers of each episode and run like the Mandalorian rather than um, one, one single piece. So apparently he's got to get people back to, to, to touch. So the fact of the matter is there was Snyder's got a version of the film that he didn't finish. And now he's got the chance to do it and straight away. And we'll come on to reboots in a second. Straight away, there's now released the David Air cut of Suicide Squad,
0: which is flying around. I mean, that was building no. really traction anyway, but... Nah. No. Yeah. No. It's- I mean, <laughs> the, 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 problem, the problem that you have, right, the problem that they have is that, like, the, the problems with some of the DC movies, they tried to... They had a vision. I think Zack Snyder wanted to make them really, really dark. You know, he wanted to make them real dark and he need to be moody. And do you know what? That probably would have played well, you know, under the DC umbrella because DC is the, you know, the anti kind of Marvel. You know, it's supposed to be the darker version. You know, it's supposed to be the more serious, the grittier kind of, you know, version of it. Um, Which and, is why the
1: fans have objected so much or were put off by Joss Whedon coming in and
0: Marvelifying the DC I know you. I know, but my 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 point of it is: d- do we actually need it? Because a lot of the stuff that was in the movie was already there with Snyder, and it was shit anyway. So, do we need it? Well, we're getting it. We're Man, getting it we're next getting year. It, I wasn't. Maybe, um, if we, uh... maybe if we keep talking. Maybe if we keep talking about it, they'll pull it.
1: Well, I'm sure it's going to be coming out next year, probably nine ninety nine a month. I don't know what it's going to be over here. I don't know if it's we're, we're going to in the UK going to have. Um, I'm HBO done. Minus. I'm done
0: with streaming. I'm done with streaming services. I've got Amazon. Yeah. I've got Netflix. I've got Disney Plus. I'm done. I've, I don't fucking need it anymore.
1: Yeah, let's be totally honest. Is this going to make me take up a subscription? It'll make no. me take up a free, t- a free trial, and I'll watch that because I don't need HBO for. Sopranos and Sex and the City this is the only thing that they've got that I want to sit and watch Um, so it's not going to make me take some. I saw one person's tweet saying how everybody should sign up to HBO Max now and pay it until the Snyder Cut comes out and then cancels so (laughs) <laughs> you're taking something let's fuck make up. them let's make them
0: all happy let's make them all happy and rich before we yeah. even
1: get them and then I tell you what let's all go around to Warner Brothers executives houses and give them all fucking reach around because we're so great yes. fuck up
0: you know let's applaud <laughs> night and day outside producers houses <laughs> you and keep them away. Woo!
1: Woo! 8 o'clock tonight 8 o'clock tonight people get on your front doorstep we're going to be having a 20-minute clapping session for HBO for bringing this out. Now, nah, fuck it, Lord. it's going to be something I'm going to watch. Is it going to make me sign up on a long-time basis? No. Does it need to be remade? Well, this is one of the things, the first question I'm going to ask you, because um, this week's episode, we are looking at... I'm sure if, you, if you've heard the last episode, all, all three of you, and if, you're, uh, if you've been watching on Twitter, then we are going to be talking about Point Break, not just the classic 1991, but the reboot as well from 2015. Um that's one of the first questions but first is this it's not tragic to die doing what you love if you want the ultimate you got to be willing to pay the ultimate price
0: thank you very much ladies and gentlemen and please don't forget to vote you want to nail the bank robbers and be a big hero definitely the ex-presidents are surfers you're trying to tell me the fbi is
1: going to pay me to learn to surf this is going to be a great day johnny these think taxpayers would like at Utah if they knew that they were paying a federal agent to surf and pick up girls?
0: Babes. Big one. The correct term is babes, sir. 100% pure adrenaline. Does either one of you have anything even remotely interesting to tell me?
1: I caught my first tube this morning, sir. Point Break, The Classic, and The Reboot. Today we're talking about both. We have sat through both this week. Um, straight away, tell me what you think about the, both of these. Straight off the bat, what do you think about these two films, Carl?
0: Um, okay. Point Break is quite possibly one of my favourite movies ever made. Um, yeah. I fucking adore Patrick Swayze. Uh, with every fibre and being of my heart and my, my penis. Um, watching it was, was hard and I was potentially hard. Um, (laughs) because God almighty, like there's a scene, there's like, I'll, I'll, I'm just going to jump in to a scene, right? Um, and obviously, obviously we'll, we'll, we'll recap the start, but there's a scene where Utah, and Bodie are walking up the street together, and they're you know it's just after they they beat up the the Nazi fuck. Yeah, I knew you. Were going <laughs> and, to... I, and I had I, I had to literally pause it, and I, I just looked at Swiss, <laughs> and I like, "Whoa, whoa, that that is a that is a handsome man right there. That is a, that is a that's a fucking Adonis right there." So you like it? You like the film? I, I everything about it, I absolutely loved it. You know, it came out at a time where. Um, it was on Sky about 93, 94. Um, and so it was around that time where all I did was watch films. Um, it was the epitome of early nineties cool. You know, it kind of went into to everything, the MTV generation, uh, you know, the start of all this, um, uh, what do you call it? Extreme sports, you know, yeah. extreme living and things like that. Um, I adored it. I didn't. Rem- I can't remember ever thinking that Keanu Reeves was going to be a- as big as a star as he was uh, when I was watching it.
1: No, I kind of watched it after um, Bill and Ted, so I'd watched mm-hmm. Bill and Ted and then watched Point Break a bit later on. It was before Speed, before. So it was in that you know it must have been around. It was, yeah. uh, I was watching the Bill and Ted films, so I knew Keanu Reeves from there. And I, I love that. Like I say, Patrick Swayze, for me, was, uh, is, is an absolute, like I say, is a false nature. I, watched, I went and watched Roadhouse for the first time after watching this. My God. Damn right. Damn the testosterone right. was just dripping out of the television after watching that. It was. Uh, it yes. got everywhere.
0: It, it, how, how, how does any woman, you know, expect their man to live up to him? You know, you come <laughs> out of, of, of Roadhouse, you take your lady to Roadhouse, right? You take a lady to the Roadhouse. Uh, she watches Patrick Swayze kick ass, and you know. Uh, then you take her. You try to take her out for something to eat, and then she looks across at you know this fat fuck who's who's, who's trying to impress her. i was just, I was just gonna say, I bet, I bet no
1: woman's ever told Patrick Swayze he's too fat to go to trampoline. Never, At all. never.
0: <laughs> and what about the reboot then?
1: Because I'll be honest with you, I um I watched this the first time. Totally <laughs> didn't want to enjoy it. Didn't 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 want to like it. And I thought, no, that's it. And I remember it being well-made, and that was about it. Um, And I watched it again, and I was ready to hate it. If you've seen me on Twitter, I'm, I'm ready to hate it. And you know what? And I was thinking this watching the first one, and we talked about this a moment ago. When it comes to reboots, when we talked about Scarface as well, you look at a film, does it need to be rebooted? Does it have a need to be rebooted? Scarface doesn't. Scarface is fine as it is. It doesn't need it. This, you know what, modern day CGI, modern day camera, just one second, if you, no, no, don't. there is there is an aspect of it which you can improve on, in terms of making the story bigger, which they did, but okay. the absolute shat on okay. everything else. In doing it, they looked at that and said, "We need to improve the skydiving. It now needs to be snowboarding. It now needs to be jumping off Angel Falls. It needs to be the biggest and the best. Like every film, it has to be, you know, one step bigger, one step bigger." But in doing that, the, I mean, you look at the cast and the characters compared to each other, absolute garbage. The story is pretty much the same. Um, The only thing I would say is slightly improved on is the action. So, for me, you know, I'd watch it saying, that I should give it the benefit of the doubt. Is it something that could... Jaws doesn't need to be remade. Nobody's ever going to approach that. Back to the Future, it doesn't need to be... Re- could Back to the Future be improved in any way in terms of CGI to add to the story. It doesn't need it. But there are some films when you look back and you think, yeah, that needs it. Godzilla, for example. <clears throat> the Godzilla, American Godzilla 97 version that needed a reboot because the CGI was better, the scope was better, and it could improve the film. So I was willing to give it the benefit of the doubt. But Jesus Christ, it's garbage.
0: It's such a bad Um, thing. I I had exactly the same feeling as you. Like, I, I was going into it thinking... I, I, I'm gonna fucking really despise. It's gonna be another hard the duck, and it's gonna be a slog. And I'm gonna have to, you know, take a few breaks and go take a piss and go get something to eat and maybe go sit on the toilet, you know, and just yeah. get a hide for a while. Um, but as you say, the the set pieces were were really good. Um, yeah. the the scope of it was amazing. Um, how it was shot was beautiful. Um, you know, i right. th- so,
1: uh, Yeah, the, I, I said it was a bad film. Fa- no, okay, it wasn't <clears> a bad <throat> film. It was competently made. The, the effects were brilliant. And the, there's only one bit actually. A lot of it was actually done there and then. The stunts were done live. The majority <clears> of them. Obviously, different edits and different takes. But, um, there was only one thing with CGI that really stood out to me, which we'll come to in a minute. But, in terms of how the film looked, made, Everything, yet yeah, really good. The acting, could have been better. But for me, the, the beauty of Point Break when I was watching it this afternoon is that story between the two characters. And they totally messed yeah. them up. The, the reboot totally messed them up.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I, I, the one thing that, that obviously that the, 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 re, the reboot remake did was they tried to make it into some ecological movie. You know, yeah. you could, you can see it the whole way through it that they tried to do this and it was so confused as a movie, you know, what did it want to actually be? You know, they were all really, I wrote down foreign mysticals and you yeah. know, they were all, and they, and they all had a philosophy and everybody, had, and it was just like, oh yeah, this is, this is groovy, man. This is really groovy. And, and, you know, and then, and then you get to the end and they've got fucking AK-47s and they're shooting up a town and you're like, oh, oh, what? What? The- that doesn't make any any sense whatsoever. You know, the, now you kind of oppose that to the scene in in the original Point Break where, you know, they go into the bank with Johnny Utah and he has to shoot his way out. You know, there is no other option for him because the yeah. cop and, and the security guards sit up and, and they start shooting his friends and then he, he leaves two of his friends dead in there. And, you know, he has to kill the cop. But you can see it in Swayze's eyes that he never intended in any way, shape or form. You know, to do that. Now, no. I, I'm, I, I don't want to obviously talk about the end yet. We'll get to the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, let's just look at, let's look at Utah and Bodhi then. So, let's start with Keanu. Re- well, no, let's start with the
1: reboot. So, mm-hmm. uh, Luke Bracey, I believe it is, uh, Australian actor who plays Utah. And you've mm-hmm. got um, your man who plays uh, Bodhi. I've totally forgotten now. This is absolutely very unprofessional of me. Please talk to, between yourselves at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Edgar, remember, mm-hmm. Edgar Ramirez. <laughs> thank you for the music. Edgar Ramirez you know playing what? both the and Luke Bracey playing Utah. And. Utah. Okay, let's look at Utah. In the remake, he is an uh, extreme sport enthusiast who decides he no longer wants to participate in that world because of uh, a death to his friend. In the new one, it is a guy who is absolutely clueless to that world. He is one hundred percent outside of it, and he's our gateway to that story. He's our gateway into that world. And for me, it took away from it. It took away that because he was already part of that world, but just got dragged into the criminal side of it. It made the reboot at, it just didn't do anything for me. Seeing that it's this that, young FBI at the start, that,
0: yeah, that scene at the start just, just didn't need to be either. there. Not at all. You know, I think he could have he could have explained, but that's the thing he could have explained that later in the story yeah. when when he first meets Bodhi and you know Bodhi knows who he is because Bodhi is all mystical and all-knowing yeah you know uh because you know he's got fucking google and and the gmax channel you know of for just snowboarding and shit like that there you know um he, so Bodhi already knows who he is and Bodhi knows his backstory and things like that there you know it, it just opens up more issues because let's be honest if some real super hot shit fucking YouTube snowboard motocross guy, you know, leaves it and starts to become an FBI agent, that's gonna be all over the fucking internet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all over the Absolutely. fucking internet. Absolutely. You know, he's gonna be on every fucking BuzzFeed top 10 list about motocross fucking people. You know, so if the guy has fucking access to Google, he, he can surely see that this guy's guy's an, F- an FBI agent or the, a, a police officer or whatever. And it was.
1: When you look at the two, and you talk about character arcs, his arc was, I feel bad because my friend died and I didn't. I got over that by falling into this world with Bodhi and understanding nature and being at one with yourself and all of the But that for me just wasn't, there was nothing there to it. There was nothing there There at all. There was no heart. There was no heart. No, I didn't care about this guy. It felt bad because his friend died by accident, which was nothing to do with him. He had survivor's guilt. Somehow we ended up in this gang by turning up in Paris at some underground street fight, and the boarder
0: just goes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, though, can we, got can we actually talk? Can, yeah, can we actually talk about that? <laughs> because yeah, yeah. So, so it's just he, he, he yeah he goes he goes to surf the wave that they're all they're all surfing and for I'm, the it's in some. Yeah, for the first time. Yeah. So he goes yeah. there. Uh, he goes under the water, but saves him, brings him onto the 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 yacht. Uh, he wakes up and Those they friends. they chitter, yeah, they yeah. chitter chatter for a while, and then you know he learns as he's waking up that they're going to Paris at seven o'clock. Now I, I listened to it three or four times just because I kept thinking to myself, <laughs> hold on, hold on hold on right, this is Paris seven o'clock blah blah blah. Paris, so yeah. Yeah. He then gets in the car away, Winston and he's like, All right, governor. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, British. You know, and it uh, yeah, uh, but the American with twins say, I don't understand just, what the We American twins is about. Sorry. Just
1: one second, I was just about to say, it sounds like a British guy faking an American accent who is faking a British accent. It does it well. It did it well, but Yeah. <laughs> Alright, straight away let's just get rid of this Pappas as a character. Gary Busey absolutely knocked it out of the park. He's uh, wow. solid. Wow. He's there. The real Winston character brought absolutely. In the original, the Pappas was his. Was the one who found the gang and was trailing them and had the idea about. Yeah. them. So, yeah. He was the, yeah. the driving force. So real Winston for me was nothing more than an angry Cockney.
0: So anyway, that's that said. So <laughs> yeah yeah so so Paris he gets 70. in the car, yeah he gets in the car with Ray Winston, and he says, Oh there it's going down Paris, and you yeah, know yeah. and then Ray Winston trying to talk him out of it, and then they drive to Paris, Ray yeah. Winston drops him at a street, and then the guy walks to the, some guy and goes train station, and the guy points <laughs> to the train station, and then he walks, and then he's there, yeah, and then he just happens <laughs> upon an underground fight club. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's underground fight club, and, and it's, luckily, it's, luckily yeah. enough, the and dead pre- the, the, the 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 new dead presidents are there. The new dead presidents, and
1: and it just I don't mind a film if it is corny, cheesy, whatever. But if it's beyond the realm of realism, do you know yeah. what I mean? It, it, if yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. said, "Oh, I've lost my wife." Well, nowadays you'd use find my phone. You know, something along those
0: boring lines of understanding modern you, day technology. Do you remember? Do you remember the story about Die Hard four uh, point I've
1: heard lots of stories. I tried to okay. forget about no.
0: that film. No, this is the story about Die Hard four that I heard. Right, so they they have a script. Uh, and it was everything that was in the script was there, which is in Die Hard 4.0. It wasn't obviously called Die Hard 4.0 at the time. Yeah. Then some guy went, you know what? This would be great as a Die Hard vehicle for Bruce Willis. And then they went, oh, that's a great idea. Let's write John McLean into here and we'll make it a Die Hard movie. And that's how fucking Die Hard 4.0 got made. Yeah, now, okay. I've heard that, yeah. So, so... What I'm thinking is a whole pile of guys got together, you know, in some fucking circle jerk, and, you know, they're all talking about, you know, jumping out of planes and fucking jumping off mountains, and they're all sitting watching the G Max channel, and they're going, yeah, fucking, let's all fucking, let's make a movie with fucking, oh, do you remember that movie Point Break? Oh, yeah, dude, oh, fucking, yeah, dude, let's fucking do know. And that seems to me how this movie got made. The,
1: yeah, I think it's somebody who just went, do you know what, would be great, let's remake that film. But it seems like it's a film that's made, I mean, it was a film that was made by a, a cinematographer and a music film, music video director. Um, was there was beautiful. one point, it's beautiful, great to look at, but, you know, there was one scene, there was one scene I remember watching, and they were doing the free diving. He, him and the uh, the woman who's fridged later on, the, I don't even remember, Sen... Sem Sensara or something, the young lassie in the the, the new one. I, I
0: I don't I don't have yeah. a fucking
1: clue because it, meets her on the
0: boat.
1: Meets her on the boat. They go diving in, and it was this fantastic shot with this kind of Ibiza chill out music, and I just thought this is a film that they put on in one of these trendy bars, along yeah. with fashion show channel, you know the fashion catwalk channel, and they put all yeah. these trendy music on and shit, and it's just a film that's made to look great by a bunch of really spiritual people who really get the meaning of the first one. The meaning of the first one was a fucking criminal, Brody, who, yes, he was, he had this spirituality about him, but he, he just wanted to rob banks and fuck yeah. off and live. In. He was a criminal.
0: Yeah, you know, he was a bad
1: guy. He, 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 was he, a, not, he, was, he was a bad guy. He was a bad guy. He did not think twice about shooting that copper. And yes, you said he didn't want to do it. No, but no. Hold on. No, 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 no,
0: no, 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 no. I'll take, I'll, I take issue with that. I take umbrage with, with that one. Yeah, still I do. I like think. <can we> <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like Swayze, Swayze was a bad guy. He was a bad guy, and he did bad things. But yep. as they say, as they say in in the appointment in the movie, they had thirty bank robberies in three years and not one person was shot, right? Swizzy, the character Bodie, I, I, I keep saying Swayze, the character Bodie, he did not, he didn't want to kill people, right? It was when when the, the robber Rudy, went bad, he looked up, He seen his mates, you know, and this guy was about to refill his clip. He had no other option. He had to fucking kill him. Right? I would kill a cop in that situation, Paul. If me and you (laughs) decided that every cannot be used as evidence in (laughs) the court, if I was with a bank and you were there with me and you got gunned down by the security guard in that vest, I would blow his fucking brains out. alright you want to put it
1: that way then? You've got that guy, and yes, he didn't want to kill anybody. So if he didn't want to kill anybody and he was so spiritual, why did he load his gun? Because he knew for protection, Paul. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not having <laughs> a dig. I'm just saying he was more of a. Really? What I'm saying is, the new one was, he, I think they were selling him more as more of an anti hero. Because he was giving back, he was giving all this money and all these diamonds away to poor people. Yeah. And yeah, obviously, vastly yeah. destabilising the economy in Mumbai, but whatever. And who gives a fuck about that though? Just give raw diamonds isn't, to the Isn't them. that
0: bad? Isn't that bad? That you you're, you're talking about, you know, he's gonna, you know, really fuck the <laughs> colony. <column laughs> that's, that's the first thing that I thought as well. I was like, Jesus, they're gonna be buying like fucking pints of milk with a diamond. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is, he's
1: a more of a, um, like I say, he's an antihero. It's much supposed to be more ambiguous, I think, rather than the original where he was just after getting this money and getting to Mexico and riding his wave. I think the the original body, yeah, it was spiritual and all that, but I think it was a lot more... He, he, at the end of the day, it was a bank robber.
0: It just happened see, to be that's That's part of the problem as well, is where they try to add so much stuff extra into the movie. Now, as you said at the start there, you know, remaking a movie that's already good is stupid, but remaking a movie... With maybe the technology that we have now, the cameras that we have now, you know, it's potentially, you know, it, it's a good idea. But the problem with that is that they start adding in people's backstories and, and, and they add in, you know, wee bits of mysticisms and stuff like that there. And that's part of the, part of the reason why I, I kind of got lost in the movie because I'll be honest with you, 40 minutes in, I was like, yeah, this is, this is actually isn't too bad you know if it didn't if if i didn't know it was point break if i didn't realize it was point break i would i would just sit and watch it i wouldn't be sitting and making notes about it you know yeah. i would sit and watch watch it as a movie but you know when they start adding you know wee bits of backstory into when you when you know it's a remake and you know when they start adding wee bits and pieces into the backstory you know um osaki ate and you know you yeah. know was, yeah. he was the child on the boat wasn't he yeah what 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 the fuck does that even? It doesn't even make any difference to the story whether he was the chi- a child on the boat or not. It
1: was the Ace. I, I read that. I read something about this afterwards. It's it's uh, they've made it up for the film, but it's mm-hmm. making it's giving them a it's giving them a point to what he's doing, body and Utah mm-hmm. with that. But it's giving them a, a reason. It, like I say, it's not all selfish. And I really didn't think they didn't want to just have him as the one. I think he wanted the audience to be conflicted as to who should they root for. Because in the original, you're rooting for Utah. or you should be because he's the FBI. He's the good guy. You're hunting the bad guy. But with the new one, I think they wanted to make it more ambiguous, which made it weaker.
0: You said No, you see, I, I, I disagree with you there. I do disagree with you there because I think. Like Utah in the mo in, in in the the original point break doesn't know that the dead presidents are Patrick Swizzy and the guys, right? So he does he doesn't know, so he thinks it's the fucking surf Nazi punks. So that's yeah. that, that, that's the kind of angle. No. It is blindly fucking obvious that it is the other guys in the remake. Like it is oh yeah beyond yeah. the, the peel fucking obvious. And, yeah. you know, an hour and ten minutes into the movie, fucking, you know, Johnny Utah in the remake looks at him and goes, oh, he, they're the ones doing it. Well, I well, dickhead, because there's fucking no one else. <laughs> like, what? There's fucking nobody else to look at. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. how, how i take you? how did it take you an hour and ten minutes to figure this shit out? <laughs> you know
1: I've got to admit, it moved along. The, I think the looks at the first one were but now we don't need that. We don't need that. We need more shots of him wingsuiting and base jumping.
0: <laughs> but yeah, but it I, got to, it got to it, a piece But it got to about an hour. And I was like, yeah, th- this, if it ended now, it would be, you know, re- redeemable. If it ended now and then another five minutes came and it was like, right, okay, uh, right. So now they've, they've blown up the fucking, the, the bricks and they've tossed over all the, the lorries and yeah, okay, right. He's going to catch him now. No. Nah. No, no. We gotta no, find not... a way. We gotta find a way to let new Johnny Utah shoot his gun in the air. we got to yep. find that scene. We and that you could fucking see it. You could yep. fucking see, it. and there was no angst. There was no nothing. You know, there was nothing. Yep. There was no fucking. There was no emotional connection between them. There was nothing, and it in was fact... just
1: pointless. You know what? That's a damn good point. And we'll say this. You know what? We'll come on to the ending as well now. I'm going to talk about this towards the end. The endings. Let's take the the reboot first. After watching that film of real stuntmen, climbers, cross-borders, whatever you want to, all doing these live stunts looking fantastic, why would you choose to finish it on a green-screen boat in the most darkest, remote place? I mean, the original was great, because that ending, I was waiting for them to fight in the new one, to show yeah. that he was still conflicted, and it yeah. wasn't, so in the original you had Utah, who had obviously left the FBI, or had gone on leave or whatever, he was following him around the world, found him in Australia, beat him, still wanted to bring him in, handcuffed him, nearly drowned, and said, I'm still taking you in, even though FBI have given me up, I'm still taking you in. Mm-hmm. And he talked him round because he understood that this was his moment, etc. The new one, he helicopters out hundred and fifty miles offshore into a green screen CGI boat and he lands and he goes, You're coming in. Oh, no, I don't want to. Oh, okay. And then he goes <laughs> you, you pissed
0: hecking bastard. Well, well number me, number no number one number one. It it seemed like the se- the last scene in like some really, really stupid theatre production. You know, he yes. comes down for, he comes down from the roof. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: <gasps> heli-
0: got some
1: <laughs> got some kid yeah. with a ruler against his lips. <laughs>
0: yeah. And he comes down, he comes and down sh- and, you know, they have this conversation about, you know, the fucking Osaki Nirvana shit. And, you know, then he takes his boat over the wave. And it's like, you know, as you say, it was really looked amazing, you know, at the start. And then at the end, they just decide, do you remember the movie Perfect Storm? Uh, I've never seen it, but I know the ending, so go ahead. Yeah. So, well, not the ending, but, you know, Clooney and fucking Wahlberg in this movie, like, it looked Fantastic. You know, it looked like they were in the ocean, you know, when these big waves were smashed up. This genuinely looked like somebody had drew fucking waves on the side of a wall. And these yeah. two guys were, stand- were standing on a fucking wooden canoe. And, yeah. like, the boat Somebody was just tiny, splashing water like at Microsoft. It was a fishing boat. And, now, just, yeah, and now, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a fucking helicopter expert. You know, I don't claim to be, you know. 150 fucking miles offshore? That's a 300 fucking mile round trip? Can helicopters go that far?
1: I don't know. In that storm, which was supposed to be a Anyway, th- the point is that it was. I read a story recently, or I heard it off the podcast, I don't know what it was, and I'm sure, hopefully somebody can tell me one day, but. It, it was the story of a director that was making this film. Uh, it was fairly, I think it was fairly modern, last 20 years. And. It made three-quarters of the film. Oh, God, it might have been Robocop. It might have been more than that. They made about three-quarters of the film, and they made it sort of violent and a bit, you know. And they showed the studio, and the studio loved it, and they went, oh, by the way, we've run out of money, so you have to give us the money to go finish the film. I can't remember what it was. It was something like Robocop or something where they were worried that the studio wouldn't let them finish making it, so they ended up having to go back for more money. But anyway, it looked like a film where they'd made it, and then at the end gone, Oh, we forgot about Brody. We forgot about Brody. We left it. What do we do? Oh, we better just quickly go film something in the car park. It, it was so jarring. And you compare it, and when you look at the character acts of your main hero, your main anti-hero, whatever, they were just so weak. And it was... If I was looking at the original, I'd say this is a film that it, it, it could be rebooted because the special effects or the action, the cameras, would do it justice. But, but, they forgot about they, everything they, else.
0: But they, but they no, it didn't need it.
1: it. It didn't need it, but it could be justified. I could justify that. If somebody said you're gonna re- what film would you make? What, okay, what film would you reboot? Nowadays, would you reboot? If you could think of a, a film that would benefit from it. Because I'm struggling. The Last
0: moment. Action Hero. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well that's the movie podcast, thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Can I also add, can I also add that, you know, and this is a little, obviously, insight as to the movies that we're going to be looking at next week. I didn't add Last Action Hero in, and I'm really, really annoyed that I didn't add it in. I'm just going to say that, alright, because I think Last Last Action Hero is a very underrated movie. Well there's
1: your sneak peek for next week. Back to,
0: <laughs> Back to point break. Back to point break. What's actually shit came out? What, 94? 93? I would say 93. So it wasn't too far off this, was
1: it? I watched Eraser the other day as well.
0: And I must admit, maybe, maybe, oh, maybe we can have, maybe, maybe have the Arnie conversation. No, <laughs> no I,
1: got, I watched Eraser <laughs> the other day, and I'll tell you what, I was watching that, because I'm not talking about Erasers, I was watching that, and I was thinking, okay, Typical action. Typical action. Bang. Crocodile fight. Fucking nailed it. I, I I, didn't, I've never seen that film before. It's always been one of those that I've never had the opportunity to watch. Anyway, crocodile fight. Action. So, like I say, it was obviously, I felt it was needed. I felt it's one of those things that if you're going to make a reboot, it could benefit from. You look at the original, you're talking a couple of surfing scenes, a night surfing scene, where I think, you know, um, and a couple of skydives. And in the new version, you've got, what, a sky-to-earth base jump. But does that
0: improve it? Does that improve anything? Or does it improve anything?
1: I'm not saying it improves it, but what I'm saying is they've made another film in that theme, that story, and they've done something different and bigger, which looks good. They have improved it by... They've made the stunts bigger, more dangerous, more of them. And pointless. Pointless. And pointless. But the fact it didn't look like... I'm glad it wasn't triple-X. Hold on, hold on. I got a new name. I got a new name.
0: Pointless break. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ, (laughs) this kid's a genius. Yeah! I should be (laughs) fucking working for Universal or something. Maybe not Universal, because they're only going for streaming shit. (laughs)
1: So what? Um, no, so I'm I'm saying they've made it, they've improved it. I think they made it bigger and better. We've talked about the ending. What's what was the other thing? Laurie Patty? Laurie Petty, Sorry. Yeah. Hank Girl. Yeah. See again her relationship. There just wasn't a relationship in the second one. Well... By saying, I think this will be all right, and it will not that bad of a film, and we've just absolutely slated it, but I think it's absolutely
0: right. Well, Stanley, no, but but listen, just because, I don't think we've slated it at all. I think, you know, yes, there is, we're, what we're doing is we're putting it up against, you know, another movie that is supremely better than it. If we were to watch this movie and Point Break had not come out, I would have given it, it was an enjoyable 7 out of 10, you know, with a bit of a shit ending. You know, with a bit of a fucking mixed up message, you know. Yeah, 100%. But one of the main problems for me about the movie as well was I know what Laurie Petty did with the story in Point Break and her character in Point Point Break. And how she moved the story on, and how she was the kind of arc between Swayze and Reeves. You know how she was. You know she was Bodie's, and you know Bodie. You know is so air, air carefree and airy fairy that he didn't really care if somebody else was seeing his his chick and something like got there. Like, but you know, it it, it kind of got me down like a rabbit hole of Laurie Petty as well, as because as you say, like the only the only things you can think of Laurie Petty are like of their own. Tank Girl, and so can I can't even remember from
1: that. She was I mean,
0: She was David's yeah, yeah. sister. Oh and God,
1: yes, yes, yeah.
0: So yeah, she yeah. was amazing. She was amazing. And, and like to me, to me, Laurie Petty. I think I said last week, Laurie Petty was one of the sexual awakenings for me in in, in my youth. You know, again, there was a lot of them in the nineties. are we're, we're gonna have a jingle at this point. It was called sexual awakening man. I was a very lonely country boy. This week on Cormac. Cormac's one. <laughs> Lori Petty. The 90s. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought that Laurie Petty just seemed to be on the cusp of being a superstar, right? And I couldn't figure out why she just seems to have disappeared. And then I kind of looked into it a wee bit more, right? And Sandra Bullock has stole her career. <laughs> God. Stole it. Right, so. Laurie Petty was supposed to be um, Sandra Bullock's character in Demolition Man. She fell out with Joel Silver, the producer <laughs> on Demolition Man. And he then basically blackballed her. That was it for her. Like, he blackballed her and and he badmouthed her, all this crap. And that's how I've, we never... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The...
1: Excuse what? me. Are what? you really trying to tell me that sort of thing happens in
0: Hollywood? I'm trying to tell you that Sandra Bullock is a fucking zombie. That's <laughs> all i know? The fucking zombie who fe- fed off the life force of Laurie Petty. The, you know, sh- Laurie Petty should have been Sandra Bullock. We should have seen her laughing at the fucking three seashells. You know, we we should have seen Laurie Petty in the seat with Keanu and Speed. Yeah. Wouldn't that have been far better?
1: And is that is that it? Just because Sandra Bullock has gone on, what else? So what's Laurie Petty been in since? Thank girl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> She's not doing anything else. <laughs> no, she was in like, a, she was in a bunch of TV shows. She was in like, ER and fucking, you know, general, not the general hospital. Um, what do you call it? I can't even remember it. Um, like, she was in a lot of TV shows during, point Uh prison break, prison break. She was in prison break. Was she? Um, yeah, she was like some, th- and then she was in uh, that Netflix one, Orange is the New Black. I've never seen that. Yeah, she was in that as well, Like, but, you know, nothing as to what she should have been, you know, nothing, you know, she came off, you know, Point Break, and Point Break should have made her, Point Break should have made her, you know, but she, you know, it wasn't a Swayze situation, you know, you think of Swayze, the year before Swayze did Point Break, he did Ghost, and... Swizzy wasn't even in the promotional things for Point Break or, or yeah. sorry in some scenes for Point Break because he was he was in Europe promoting Ghost you know so Swayze was a fucking triple A superstar you know Tri- Swayze was genuinely Tom Cruise he was fucking he was it he was the balls he was the man in fucking the early 90s you know and so this was just like a vehicle for people you know it was a vehicle for, for Keanu Reeves yes he was in a lot of bullshit back in the the early 90s Um, but it was one of those ones where this was his first foray into being an action star you know and Laurie Petty Laurie Petty should have went on to better and didn't you know I think that's probably what I'm trying to say (laughs) at least you got it out of your system thanks (laughs) I
1: love you Laurie Petty come back (laughs) Laurie come back (laughs) to me come back to me It's only a cart injunction. Move, move to fast. Please! Right, Johnson Point Break Trivia. Oh, please. Apparently, Point Break 91, as mm-hmm. we're gonna fondly call it for now, broke the record for 20 million dollars in video rentals, which at the time was apparently a lot. Of course it did! Yep. Um, yeah, yeah out of the ex presidents is a little fun one for you out of can you the turn
0: four, the quiz can you turn can you turn to the quiz
1: no out you of the those? four <laughs> out of the four three get shot one doesn't which is opposite to real life reagan got shot in real life and the other three didn't get shot there you go um, did you notice the little nod to patrick Keanu, uh, Utah, and Pappas are uh, having a meatball sandwich or something. And they've been Mm -hmm. following Bode around all day. And he says at one point, he followed him while he went to get lunch at Patrick's Roadhouse. Did you hear that? Yeah. About halfway through the (laughs) movie, Johnny Utah said he's following. Johnny Utah said, I've been following him around all day. And he says at one point, he says uh, he had lunch at Patrick's Roadhouse. So there you go. Um,
0: Hold on. Hold on. So this uh, this opens a, another kind of question. Is this in the same <laughs> the
1: universe? Same universe? shared universe? Well, okay. So if the Red Hot That's Chili Peppers, idea. so if the Red Hot Chili Peppers were were surfing, what was this? What was it? War Child? That was it. Um, War Child. And mm-hmm. in terms of the the reboot, who do you think was uh, cast as Bodhi first?
0: A lot of them were offered it. Do you it was... know who I would have thought would have been a good one? Um, uh, funny enough, we talked. you talked about it earlier on. Your man, Pedro Pascal from The Mandalorian. He oh, would have yeah. Been, he would have been a great buddy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it was Gerard Butler.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> Apparently Gerard Butler was offered the role and took it and then it backed seemed... out. <laughs> it seemed like a very European Movies, yeah, to you, to, yeah, Do you like, as well, yeah. Like the transporter films or those type of. Yeah, uh, the yeah it, Whenever they need to make a sequel on a low budget, they
0: always set it in Eastern Europe, and it's always some. But you know what? It wasn't that low of a budget. It was like no. like a hundred and f- it's like a hundred to a hundred and fifty million dollar budget. Yeah, and it's like, like I'm looking at it and going like the only recognizable name that's in that movie, you know, to us is Ray Winston. Yeah. No, everybody uh, else, everybody else is kind yeah, of on but... the fringes of acting and things like that. Oh, well, Delroy Lindo, okay, yes, yes, yes. Delroy. Well, I get that, yeah. But I mean, like the only the only person you know who's there in the story to us would be Ray Winston. Like everybody else yeah. seemed to be on the edge. And the American guy can of you know, would it have been a better movie if it had like a foreign lead, like a foreign Johnny Utah? Um,
1: well, to me, it, well, he was Australian who played him, but he was supposed to be.
0: Quarterback punk. Would you? Would you like a vagina?
1: You know when you ask somebody if they can say anything in a foreign language. You know you say, "Have you got any bilingual skills?"
0: Oh, I speak a little German. Yep. Or a little French. Comic. Can you speak Australian? Yes, I can. I can only say one phrase though. <laughs> would you like a vagina?
1: Great. Would you like so a vagina? So, so if you're an Australian prostitute needing to some work, there is a <laughs> little about <embarrassing. laughs> you.
0: What has he Edgar Ramirez been in? Gold. What's, he was Gianni Versace in uh that American you know, story. Yeah, yeah. Apparently he's in Jungle in Ca- Cruise.
1: Jungle what? J- <laughs> Jungle
0: Cruise with The Rock Jungle. and Emma Blunt. Jungle Cruise. <laughs> I thought uh, it wasn't sense. Would you Would you like to hear some of my point break facts, original point break facts? Edgar Ramirez Ah is one for you. Edgar Ramirez
1: was <laughs> no, no, no just start and finish the sentence. No, yes. <laughs> <Ed> <laughs> C- right, go on, fucking give me what you got. Come on, this better be good. This, oh, better, than, gonna, uh, this better. This better. Be better Edgar
0: Ramirez. Than, no, I want to hear so. about
1: Edgar Ramirez. No, no, this this fact better be better than the Edgar Ramirez fact I've got for you. So come on, what have you got? This, this, that's a lot of pressure exactly <laughs> you've built it okay. yourself this is rough for your own back. Okay. come on what you got
0: Johnny Depp was supposed to be originally Utah and Catherine Bigelow didn't want it and she refused to make the movie unless Keanu Reeves was given the part would you like to know who else who That's else
1: concerned. was it? That
0: that is kind of better than the fuck had. Go on, what you got? Okay. So the four other people who auditioned for Johnny Utah. Number one, Val Kilmer. Big Val. Yeah. uh huh. Number two, Willem Defoe. No. Number three. Yeah. yeah number three. No, I can't say that. Charlie
1: Sheen. Imagine a a set with Charlie Sheen and Gary Busey. Fuck it, like, number four. Like, like
0: winter, what <laughs> ages of powder everywhere? Come <laughs> on, no, number four, Matthew Broderick. Oh fuck no! No, I would have loved to have seen Matthew Broderick being happy in that movie. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Do you want? you want? Do you want my hair? he just murdered a few people and in, in, in a skeleton You know, I think this would have been his return to grace. Well, Jennifer Grey had Dirty Dancing, so basically
1: Patrick Swayze was on a on a mission to get them to, to, them to his career. That's a good one.
0: Maybe Patrick Swayze is the angel of death. Maybe that's <gasps> what it is. Do
1: you want my Edgar <laughs> Ramirez fact?
0: Go for it. He, he
1: starred in Zero Dark Thirty, which was, was, was also had... directed by... Uh, Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Catherine yeah, yeah. Bigler. You got anything else? Yeah, it's funny that Catherine Bigler was given this movie, saying that she was married to James Cameron, the biggest director and person on the planet at the time.
1: <laughs> I wish we all had video so you can see him take that <laughs> powerful drink of wine as he finished saying that. In-
0: so I'm gonna read. <laughs> I'm gonna read a few things that I've written down. Okay. <laughs> Come on, hang
1: on, what no, I wanna go back to Catherine Bigelow. So what else is she, what else had she directed up to then?
0: Um it's Near Dark nice. She did with um Paxton and she did Blue Steel with Jimmy Lee Curtis. Again another sexual awakening. Oh Jesus. Here, listen, it, it was very lonely in the countryside in Tyrone, alright? You watch sheep. Well, I'm not Welsh. So. Cheap and... <laughs> <laughs> Cheap and Velcro gloves. So here are some of the things that I've written down about that, or about Point Break, okay? So, a is, he is a cult leader. cult leader. A cult leader.
1: No, the, the C word's kind of called. <laughs>
0: <laughs> As a cult, C-U-L-T, cult leader. Did you get oh, that cult? feeling? Did you get that feeling that?
1: Um. Yeah, I'm... Bodies, yeah. I say that for both of them. Yeah, no, absolutely.
0: Far, far more of one with 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 Bodhi in 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 ninety one because you know there's them scenes where he's you know he, he's he's not mystical you know but he's always trying to push people on the path. Do you know what I mean? He's always if whenever whenever somebody has some kind of Um, you know, uh, story turn. I don't want to do this no more. It's all he's always there to kind of the Jim Jones kind of way to to kind of set them back on the path to drink the Kool Aid kind of thing. Well, do you know why he's called Bodhi?
1: No, I don't. It's short. Well, it's a nickname from Bodhisattva, and it's uh, in Buddhism. A person who is on the path towards Nirvana but decides not to go all the way there to help others get towards the light. So Just so he's there for is what? So he's there for himself? No, he's basically like one step away from being the top dog, but hangs back and sacrifices his own nirvana to help other, other people come in. Some would call it Buddhism, some would call it a cult. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> it, depends how, it depends how good his solicitor is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I just got the feeling that he was, everything that he tries to talk about seems to be cultish. Not cuntish, cultish.
1: Yeah. Well, the new one, look, the new, right, okay, last said on the new one. The new one, he was just, you know, when you sat around just all, you know, loads of people in like, wearing hemp and, you know, vegan flip-flops on and stuff, and they're just like, oh, you know, man, it's all about being a one with nature and going to nature's spiritual. Fuck up, mate. it just sounds like you're reading bullshit to people. The original. Yeah. It, it, he's that with...
0: kind of guy. He's that. He, they're that kind of people that when you're out at a bar, they decide that they want to climb the fucking nearest tree. Them kind of fuckers. Yeah. Irritating bastards. And Irritating just be on the fuckers. But,
1: but they don't want anybody else there. They just want to be the one sat in the tree.
0: Yeah. And, making days right. of change. So, did you make notes to these two movies? Um, you, 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 it doesn't matter if you haven't, because all I want to do is I want to read, I want to read you a couple of notes that I made from both movies, right? So, okay. so this is the ones from the the remake. Jesus, why explain Point Break? So, halfway through the the, the remake. Yeah. They decide that they they want to talk about Point Break, and then I thought to myself, do you know what? It's not really a very good movie, so maybe they should have just changed the the name to Breakpoint and then just went on it al- went on it alone. Next one, I find people like this very irritating. It's extreme. <laughs> it's extreme sport. Fast and Furious. Maybe that's what the original was. Maybe right. that's where the original what the original was for. Why okay. is there why is there a girl in this movie? Okay.
1: That's that's, Hang on. <laughs>
0: that's
1: from the remake. Hang on. Right. I was going to do this after but uh, I'm doing this now you've you've quite naturally come on to this. What I was going to say to you is I don't think this is the first remake of Point Break. And I'm going to say to you now it's and not, I sat it's not at all. I I sat and watched this and I watched the other this other film again. I put to you that The Fast and the Furious was the first remake of Point Break. Okay? No,
0: but it, it, it 110% is, because...
1: But just listen to, listen to this, okay? Mm-hmm. The main hero is in the FBI or the LAPD. He goes mm-hmm. undercover to infiltrate a gang that's stealing stuff. The gang is involved in extreme sports. He suspects another rival gang to be the perpetrators. He gets close to that gang, falls in love with one of the female acquaintances. He eventually realises the baddies are the ones he's been looking for. He lets the group gang leader go at the end of the movie. They're both set in L.A. Um, the, I mean, I found this one website where they're both drinking Corona. Both heroes drink to, eat tuna fish sandwiches. The last job is always one job too many. The closing shot is both the hero saying, he's not coming back. They both feature a foot trace through backyards of uh, L.A. Uh, it's For me, Fast and Furious is a better re- reboot of Point Break than Point Break 2015. I agree with you. And that's 100%. It. If you're going to remake a film, do something different. Take yeah. the story. Take what's good, which is the character, the character arcs, the evolution, the development. Take that and change it. Don't just go, oh, you know what would be good? Why right don't they jump off fucking Angel Falls? Oh, let's skydive off Mount Everest.
0: It, it, it it's just that's all, all cock that's and all, no balls that's all, that's all they wanted to go for yeah, all cock and no balls they, did, yeah. they wanted to do set pieces they wanted to throw money at it and that was it, that's all they wanted to do but again, you know I, I wanted to go in and I wanted to despise it, and I didn't despise it I just pitied it
1: ok, well on that note marks out of 10 for point break, in fact no, what should we do? Let's, we need to come up with a scoring system
0: Swizzies,
1: how many swizzies are back? How many swizzies? No, just because. No, you don't don't limit yourself. How many swizzies right. would you give us, Phil? The remake? Yeah, I'd give it
0: four swizzies, and the nineteen ninety one point break. Four thousand eight hundred and ninety one swizzies. <laughs> I and <mean>, I don't <laughs> think we've even talked enough. I don't think we've even talked enough about how sexual that patrick Swayze was in in point break you know i don't think that we've spoken enough <laughs> about how <laughs> a man talk- can look so sexual in the water and how glistening <laughs> his body can be in the water and how manly and sexual that his face can be and how sexual and how Sexual
1: that Patrick Swayze was. It's safe to say then that we like Point Break nineteen ninety one as a film, and Point Break twenty fifteen is one very much you can uh, you can sidestep if uh, if you're at that bargain bin, just save your money up and buy something a bit better. The nineteen ninety one is an absolute classic. Point Break. Just buy the original. Just buy the original. Just buy the original. Just go and buy the original. If you've already got it, go and buy it again. It, it's it's a great film. It's one of those that, you know, from about nineteen eighty eight to ninety eighty eight to ninety five, there were just some great practical effects, original action. 1986,
0: Paul. nineteen eighty six, greatest young you know,
1: movies. Eighty seven to ninety five, eight standard. In six. 1986. We're doing a movie menu on uh, Sunday, so it should be out Sunday night, Monday. What uh, did did we announce what it was? We did, didn't we? We said it on the last yeah, one. Yeah, we did. Do
0: you want to do want to say do you want to say what movies we're doing?
1: Yeah, let's say what movies we're doing just for anybody who wants to uh, watch them along with us. So, um, I well, we're going to be doing this one a little bit different because we realise that me and Cormac both love the same Arnold <laughs> Schwarzenegger movies. Um, <laughs> So we are going to be serving up a joint menu, we're going to be working on this one together and we're going to talk a little bit longer about the films we love. So as a starter, we're going to be serving you up The Running Man, um, a fantastic uh, a fantastic film early in his career, um, and from, uh, we're then going to be serving up a fish course. Um, I personally looked down Arnold's body of work and I couldn't find anything that was a miss, to be honest. I love the guy, I love the work he does. <laughs> but there is one film. You fucking liar. <laughs> there is one film that stands out, and that is Hercules in New York, the redubbed version with Arnold Strong's original voice as Hercules.
0: And can, I tell in- you, can I say, if anybody was listening obviously to the last episode, I am not going to be watching. Hercules in New York again. It's not happening. I I will be watching that again. What's your what was your main course again? Uh, My main course is Total Recall. Yep, and mine is
1: Terminator Two. So we're going to clash a little bit there. Two films around the same time. And then for dessert, this is probably my favourite film of his. if we manage to get through the episode without hearing Jamie Lee Curtis and Sexual Awakening from the others. Sexual Awakening. <laughs> and to be honest, that hotel scene. Wow. She has been yes. doing Pilates. Yes. Uh, tr- we're talking about True Lies, uh, the James Cameron film from the mid-90s. Absolutely fantastic. So, uh, we're going to be watching The Running Man, Hercules in New York, which is available on Amazon Prime, uh, Terminator 2, Total Recall, and True Lies for Afterwards. Um, I decided Running to pick this up.
0: Who is? Yeah, Running Man's on Netflix.
1: So the Running Man's on Netflix. Uh, I did not even checked it. There we go. That's something we can do to help people next time. So Running Man's on Netflix, if you've got that, watch that. It's great, fun, cheesy as fuck, absolutely brilliant. Um, we're actually talking, and you know what? There's probably other films that have got Schwarzenegger in them that might be better or might be worse. But for me, it needs to be an Arnie film. I don't just want to film Annie's in. It's gotta be his film. Um so I think we've got some crackers there. Looking forward to that. i gonna be watching them this weekend. You got anything more? Uh nope. Well, we're gonna go break, break the point. Isn't that what surfers do? The surfer do? We're going to break point. We're going to break point. We're going to go... Or,
0: uh, or, pointless break.
1: <laughs> Da-da-da-da-da-da